welcome to episode 5 of the Duomo Trading Podcast. I'm Nicholas Puri. So today I want to talk about something that I find really interesting and I think that you might find it interesting as well. So this is something that I don't necessarily have all the answers for, but I do have my own opinion based on the way that I trade, the hundreds or maybe even thousands of traders that I've interacted with and my own experiences over the years. So having said that, I'd be really interested in hearing your opinion as well. So maybe we can discuss that in the comments box or send me an email, whatever. So the topic is about whether trading is competitive and furthermore, whether you need to be a competitive person in order to be a successful trader. And for me, the discussion goes in two stages. So let's kick off with the first stage, which is whether you actually need to be a competitive person. So as I've said many times before, I think people spend too much time thinking of trading in isolation. In actual fact, I think trading is just the same as anything else in life, whether it's business, sports, or any other area area or arena where there are other people involved. So while everyone else is always looking for the next trading book to read and everything like that, I feel like I've done that bit before and I've now moved on. I've learned a lot more of my biggest lessons in trading from learning from businessmen or sportsmen, taking things from outside of trading. You could take the same approaches and models that they use, the same processes, the same lessons and just apply it in your industry. And in this case, your industry is trading. Of course, there are unique things about trading, but there are unique aspects you need to learn in any industry. If you're gonna be making shoes, you need to understand about shoes and how shoes work and the machinery involved. And with trading, you need to understand about the mechanisms of the market and the things that you're looking for there. So it's the same thing, just like any other industry, but there are some core lessons that we can apply. So having said that, if we compare to other industries, when you look at the closest equivalence to a trader, I'd say that in the business world, it's an entrepreneur. And in the sporting world, because I like to compare things to sports, and as I always like to mention, I think trading is very similar to boxing. So when it comes to entrepreneurs, you're trying to be disruptive amongst competition. That's what an entrepreneur is really doing. So it's just in the nature of the job, in entering a new market like that, or any market, you need to be competitive. And I recently read a really interesting article by Chris Sucker, Saka, or however, however you pronounce his name, he's the one that was in uh, Shark Tank, the American entrepreneurial program. And he wrote about Travis Kalanick, who's the CEO and founder of Uber. And when I read it, I thought, yeah, that sounds right to me. That's like the description of a successful trader and a successful entrepreneur. And I found it really interesting to read. So I want to read you a little snippet from that article. So here we go. He says, I was reminded of how tireless and obsessive Travis can be when it comes to achieving goals he sets out for himself. If he decides he wants to research a new industry, he'll be a veritable expert within days. If he wants to understand a new city, he'll be there 24 hours from now with just a half-sized backpack and already hanging out with the locals. If he wants to be one of the best Wii tennis players in the world, even while busy co-founding one of the fastest growing companies in history and advising a half dozen others from his storied jam pad, just give him a couple of weeks. He doesn't sleep, he doesn't lose focus, he'll even forget to eat. He executes again and again, inspiring those around him to have the same passion for the end game as he does. So if Travis decides he wants to provide a cleaner, safer, easier experience than the current taxi system, he will make that work. If he sets his sights on reforming pervasive anti-consumer regulatory corruption, watch those laws soon fall while exposing the shady backroom deals that created them. 
If he wants to eviscerate the racism that keeps people of colour from having consistent access to rides and taxis, that will be the result. If he wants to take drunk drivers off the streets, you'll see the fatality rates fall wherever he operates his business. If Travis wants to build a company that offers, as Uber's mission statement reads, transportation as reliable as running water everywhere for everyone, he will make that happen. As I've been reminded time and again, thinking about competing with Travis Kalanick, good luck. So, in my opinion, this is how I think the very best traders operate as well. Of course, that's an extreme. Not everyone's going to be as extreme as Travis Kalanick. Um, and you don't need to be the very best. You don't need to be the elite. You can just be very good or excellent or even just good. And you can still make money by being good. So don't feel like you have to be a machine all the time. But I certainly think you do need to be competitive to an extent. Otherwise, you'll fail. So let me now relate this to boxing. Because I think this is a good way to get my opinion across with this. So, many people saw the fight at the weekend between Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko. Now, one of the reasons that fight was so good was that they both had the ability, but mainly, they both didn't want to give up. They had the will to win at all costs. So, even when they got knocked down, which both of them did, they dragged themselves back up. They still kept going. They wanted to win desperately. But on the other hand, You'll get boxers with a lot of raw talent and a lot of raw power and they can beat people. Someone like David Price, who won a silver medal at the Olympics and won the prospect of the year when he turned pro. But the problem with him and the problem with boxers like that is that when things get tough, they give up. We call this having the quit in them. When someone has the quit in them, they will never reach the very top. So as a trader, if you're not fully competitive and you have the quit in you, when you start hitting hard times and losses, rather than digging in and figuring out how to improve and use those as lessons, the quit in you will come out and you'll give up trading. And I see this week in, week out with the traders that I talk to or the people that are learning, where they're all enthusiastic about learning, they really want to be a trader, they've got all the dedication in the world, but then they have a bad experience and they never come back, they just give up. And let me add, by the way, that taking losses in trading shouldn't be seen as losing necessarily. There's a big difference between having the will to win, especially over the long term, and not being able to take losses in the short term. So taking a loss when it's necessary is actually just a defensive move rather than attacking, rather than being offensive. When you are taking a loss, you're being defensive. And that's important sometimes. It doesn't mean you're quitting. It's, some it's something sensible to do. And that brings me to the second part. Remember, I said there were two stages to my answer. So here's the second stage. In business or in any competition, you have to figure out who you are actually competing against. There are so many stories of businesses that have gone bankrupt because they think they're competing with one group of companies when in actual fact, it was a completely different industry that was about to take over. So as an extreme example, Think about like horse and cart companies when cars were invented. I mean, they were competing with other horse and cart companies and suddenly cars start to take the market share. What about things like TV, competing TV channels and then something like Netflix comes along and Amazon. And this is the same in trading. We need to figure out who our competition actually is. A lot of people think it's the other individuals in the market. It's you versus them. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. 
So let me read an extract from the theoretical paper that we put together at Puricasa IG with the physicist that we worked with on our system back in 2013. So this is from the theoretical paper. It says, in following their beliefs about the value of an asset and perceptions about future market behavior, the buyers and sellers take their transaction decisions and in that way create emerging market properties like the price of a certain asset, volatility and so on. Rather than trying to model the individual agents participating in the market, we can try to model the emerging behavior of an entity that we refer to as the market. This makes the model a phenomenological model of market behavior. This is similar to, for example, the classical theory of thermodynamics. There, we ignore the fact that a gas is made up of molecules that perform all kinds of complex interactions. In doing so, we can find very fundamental laws like the fact that volume and pressure of a gas are inversely proportional, or pressure and temperature are proportional to each other. The market model, model that will be derived here is phenomenological in that sense. It does not refer to the behavior of the individual agents in the market, but only emerging properties. This approach is shared with the great majority of models of financial markets. A counterexample of a phenomenological model would be a market model based on price action, where we try to derive from the way the price behaves, where different types of market participants may enter a market or have, their, have placed their stop losses and make trading decisions based on that. So, by reading that extract to you, what I'm trying to get at here is that the market can't be treated as individuals, okay? So, it's basically one overall entity. And if that's the case, can you really compete against it? That's sort of like saying you're competing against life. I mean, we can all get what we want out of life if you're willing to work for it, but you can't compete against life. Instead, I think in that case, your real competition is yourself. So yes, I do think that you need to be competitive, but I think it's only effective when you figure out your competition and when you start to realize that who you're actually being competitive against, who you're competing against is your own performance. You're competing against yourself. You're trying to improve. This might mean being sometimes less aggressive in your approach, thinking more, being more patient, whatever it takes to win, but it will improve your performance because that's the whole point here is that you're wanting to improve on yourself because you're competing against yourself. I think this is where a lot of new, especially younger traders go wrong. And I speak to a lot of them. I get a lot of emails and messages and comments and particularly from younger people, I'd say below the age of 21. And, you know, they're competitive and they're determined, which is fantastic to see. It's actually a breath of fresh air when you get someone that's so determined to succeed in your inbox. But they see their competition as the market or the other traders in the market. And as a result of that, they want to be really aggressive in the approach that they're taking. They want to be really impatient and they're also not willing to take advice from people. They're not willing to share. It's just not part of their, their mindset because they think they're competing against everyone else. They don't realize that you're competing against this whole entity and effectively, as a result of that, you're competing against yourself. You've got to improve your own performance. So, you know, they want to succeed in a fast way, they want to succeed in a big way, like a prospect wanting to be a champion in their very first fight, but they need to gain that experience, they need to be like, improving on their own results, they're not trying to beat their opponent in front of them, they're just trying to improve their own performance, and well, at least that's what they should be doing, but they're not. You know, it's funny when you really think about it, like take someone like Cristiano Ronaldo as an example, 
he's competing in a team sport, okay? So he's meant to be working with a team and he's competing against another team. So in this case, his competition should be his opponent, his opposing team. And it looks like it is to everyone watching. But when you really break down what he is doing, and considering he's one of the best players of a generation, what he is actually doing, you realize that he's using his opponents just as a gauge, a gauge for him to see how much he is improving. He spends time on his own trying to become the best individual and he tries to improve on his own personal performance each time. He might have opponents and yes, he is competing against them in that moment, but really he's competing against himself. He wants to be constantly improving and becoming the better player and the best player in fact. And the only way he can do that is to get better as an individual and not try to beat the opponent necessarily. So this is what a successful trader mentality is, I think, is that you're trying to compete with yourself. You're not just trying to get results out of the market. You're trying to constantly improve yourself and be competitive with yourself. So there's my opinion. And I think in the same way people complain that they don't have enough money and how they can overcome that to be able to trade. I hear it all the time. Like, I don't have that much money, so can't you teach us something that will help me with not much money to be able to trade? And I think that that's the same with being competitive as well, that some of you might listen to this and be like, well, I'm not that competitive. Well, there's two options. You can either try to build up that competitiveness, make yourself feel more competitive about what you're doing, the same way you'd build up your money, or you can accept that you don't have the minimum requirements to take part. Now, remember I said this is about being elite as a trader. You could still be a good trader and make a passive income from it, but if you want to be elite, you have to accept if you don't have what it takes. Just like Porter's Five Forces. For those of you that have studied business, you'll know Porter's Five Forces, and you know that in any industry, there are barriers to entry. And that's the same with trading. There are certain barriers to entry, such as money, such as talent, such as accessibility of the the markets and that kind of thing and if you don't have it you just can't compete you wouldn't go to a shoe factory and say oh can't you figure out a way that without having the machinery i need that i can produce shoes and compete in that market it's just not the case you have to have the minimum requirements so what do you think i'm not necessarily right and like i said i'm just talking about what it takes to be in the elite not necessarily someone making passive money from trading and this is just my opinion and i'd love to hear your views as well. Maybe we can even pick this up again in a future video, podcast, whatever, maybe even an article. So if you like this one, then please leave a like. Don't forget to subscribe for more about the financial markets and about trading. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.